0: The equipment finance industry operated on a relatively simple model for decades. First, a piece of equipment would be purchased or leased, and eventually the end user would upgrade to a newer model. As the years have rolled by, the equipment, and the, equipment the industry has financed has become more intelligent, and with the level of data being generated today, the old model of doing business just doesn't cut it anymore. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor in Chief of The Monitor. Joining me today to talk about the business model that will soon dominate the equipment finance industry are Manish Chakraborty and John Rizzi. Manish, who was president of MontraPoint, is a business technology applications and intelligence adoption leader in the manufacturing, sustainability, and financial services space. Prior to founding MontraPoint in 2018, Manish held key global roles in IT transformation, applications product creation, and consulting practice development with brands like GE, Oracle, Kellogg, Alcan, and Capgemini. And John Rizzi is a senior business leader with global expertise in the captive and vendor finance industry. John is a savvy P&L executive who has led business units focused across technology and industrial verticals. He has a broad-based background in sales, business development, risk, operations, and digital transformation. John has held business unit leadership roles with Heller Financial, GE Capital, and DLL. Manish and John, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Hi, Rita
0: so over the last several years we've seen dramatic shifts in the equipment finance industry Um, for the longest time companies in the space would originate financing provide service for the loans or leases and then follow up when it was time to renew or upgrade but these days that model which you are calling industry 3.0 is quickly becoming outdated can you explain how the industry is evolving
2: okay yeah um Rita, I'll absolutely uh, love to talk about that the there are two main parts to it right uh, the 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 4.0 class equipment itself and then uh, the the financing dynamics that go around it uh, in a in a, a cyber physical environment where the smart uh, equipment now exists in the 4.0 uh, uh, class uh, model yeah uh, the the uh, must-haves in the make of a 4.0 uh, class equipment is not necessary as a must-have in a 3.0 class equipment. Um, for example, a 4.0 class equipment must have a sensor, connectivity, ability to you know, ingest and, and understand data, which basically means that you have software built-in um, or software-driven capabilities built-in into the the, the 4.0 equipment class in general, right? Um, That allows for the threshold values of KPIs uh, uh, in the industry 4.0 business models, to be different uh, and therefore being much more competitive against a Ford 3.0 classic equipment, right? So so the financing and the dynamics of the financing that go at the origination stage, or even during the whole primary term or secondary term or whatever you want to say, um, allows for different uh, dynamic uh, association. Uh, with the use of uh, finance, uh, uh, the especially because uh, the meaning, the importance, and the language of data uh, in in these processes or sub processes or business processes, if you want to call them, um, are, uh, will 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 have different value propositions, and you can extract different value propositions. So, from an evolution standpoint, uh, these offer. And, you know the, the opportunities for financiers to be able to build competitive models uh, uh, because of these you know, um, smart evolutionary <laughs> uh, equipment that you have these days. The, the massively scalable, digital, and, and autonomous pathways uh, create another level of com- comparative opportunity. Or for driving business outcomes for finance companies working very closely with Oems um, and and pursue different markets uh, which does not uh, did not exist during you know 3.0 uh, times so um, with that I'll let you know uh, John talk about the the financing dynamics evolving um, and then see uh, how we can address other questions yeah John
1: yeah, thanks, Manesh. Um, you know, the, Rita, there's there's a lot of uh, current discussion in the industry about the future of the equipment finance business models, and um, uh, and some of it obviously has been published by by the Monitor and uh, seminars and webinars that you're doing uh, talk about this a lot. The basically uh, finance four. zero really is intended to support industry four. zero installations, implementations, and products and services. Uh, finance 4.0 is basically a finance model that monetizes predicted cash flows arising from subscription services contracts. It's, it's, it's a little, it's more than the current managed services model. It's an evolution of that model. You know, Sometimes we call it as managed services on steroids, whereby units of performance, not necessarily units of widgets or things of that nature, but actually units of performance will be the metric that drives the cash flow obligation from the user uh, to the finance company or to the supplier. So it's really an outcome-based costing model. As as with anything else, this all starts with the customer and it's the customer's preference to pay and their appetite for paying uh, for any implementation, any installation, any service based on consumption, what they consume and what the outcome of that uh, device or what that equipment or what that installation actually provides them. That is what is driving the manufacturers to transition their equipment capabilities and their sales and service models. You know, at a high level from a financing perspective, the days of the traditional hella high water provisions are, are really gonna go by the wayside. And as Manesh mentioned, relationships between equipment and service providers the end users and financiers will become much tighter to provide a smarter implementation solution and change the risk-sharing dynamics of the parties involved in the transaction. At the end of the day, we believe that revenue recognition considerations will continue to drive the necessity for finance 4.0 financiers to play a major role in the new Industry 4.0 business model.
0: So once we shift into this 4.0 finance business model, how will the operating model of equipment finance companies change?
1: Uh, well, a couple of different ways, and uh, I won't go through all of it, uh, but most of it is the first one is really customer engagement. Uh, and Manesh actually mentioned that earlier, is that the finance companies will have to actually become much closer to the transaction parties to fully understand the criticality of the usage of the user's business, as well as the capabilities of the service providers. Next, you're gonna see uh, significant operating system integrations with smart assets uh, and or the manufacturing monitoring systems, which will be essential to portfolio servicing uh, and risk management. Risk management will actually focus equally on the end user's financial wherewithal and the essential use parameters of the equipment. And digital systems will really drive a much more holistic data-driven operating model inside finance organizations, where functional silos will be eliminated in favor of collaboration to actually manage portfolio profitability. At the end of the day, there's gonna be an awful lot of data uh, and AI applied to this and predictive modeling Will drive asset management, investment, and secondary market uh, channel development. Manesh, you have anything to add to
2: that? Um, I'll just add uh, one more thing, uh, John. On this is uh, uh, the the smoothness of operations that you that uh, the companies would achieve would uh, would would uh, significantly depend on how. They adopt the convergence architectures of operational technology, information technology, and edge computing, uh, which is really the end-to-end uh, you know, scenario that the equipment financiers and manufacturers are going to, uh, to pursue, um, be it you know, IIoT, be it robotics technology, or uh, the adoption of 5G for mobility applications. Uh, a lot um, of uh, of the smoothness will, uh, will depend um, on, on, on the optimization and the balance of those technologies.
0: So you had mentioned that the finance 4.0 model begins with the manufacturers and the captives um, who are more in tune with this new model given their relationship with parent companies. What about banks and independents? Where are they in this journey?
1: <laughs> uh, that's, that's a really interesting question, Rita, and you know it's really difficult to answer. Uh, but I, w- I will say this. Like we said, managed service transactions in uh, what we call managed services today in Industry 3.0 is really the precursor to the finance 4.0 uh, structures and the transactions of the future. In, in managed services, captives were the ones that really pioneered those transaction structures Uh, Structures and those in the vendor finance business soon followed. The captives, as you said, relied on the parents to provide requisite protections, while those in the vendor space really relied on creative T's and C's in their program agreements to give them the uh, requisite comfort level to go forward with uh, transactions. In the mature finance uh, 4.0 market, all the financiers, everybody that participates in the market will need to adjust their risk priorities to a more data-driven outcome management philosophy. There will be a significant risk shift uh, predicated on the tighter cooperation between OEMs, service providers, and financiers, and they all must strike an appropriate balance to both satisfy the customer demands for flexibility and the need to monetize the predicted cash flows. Uh, A robust asset management competency will be key uh, and that will allow independents and banks to participate. Today, independents that are niche asset players will probably have an easier transition time due to their comfort in managing the full equipment lifecycle, while generalists and pure balance sheet lenders may have a more difficult journey. You know, as the subscription outcome-based pay-for-access uh, equipment and services models represents an ever greater market share, organizations that fail to embrace the 4.0 model may have an ever smaller market to operate in.
0: So what changes will an average equipment finance company need to make to make that transition to
2: 4.0? Well. Uh, There are a number of places an average uh, company, you know, a couple of billion dollars plus uh, in asset book size uh, can start. Um, However, and depending on where the the maturity cycle they're in or in the aspiration cycle they're in or in the risk appetite cycle they're in. um, However, a few things that I think is very important. Uh, when you are trying to get into really the 4.0 model, the true 4.0 model um, is to understand, learn really the value of connected data, and it's not big data by the way. It's connected data, which is end-to-end, and the nature of the the data plays that would exist in a 4.0 world. It's very important to learn, you know, right right at the core as well as uh, the peripheral. Uh, advantages it can bring. Uh, the second is really, I, I believe that uh, uh, understanding the convergence of uh, OT, operation technology, you know, the, the, the sensors, the connectors, the actuators, and so and so um, the IT uh, information technology, uh, as well as the edge computing uh, role that it plays in the whole chain. Uh, it's it's very under, important to understand the connected data and the convergence of those architectures as it's deployed through you know, various mechanisms, IoT and things like that. Um, the the other thing is to certainly identify a market where you want to get into a leadership position with, whether it's by partnerships or you have, um, you know, own you know, OEM knowledge as your partner, you know, as as a, as in a captive. Um, it's up to you to really see where, and there are a number of leadership zones that are open available today. It's for you to really go up and, and grab it, identify a market, um, identify the model in which you are going to go ahead in the 4.0 space. The fourth, I would say is, as John kind of mentioned in the earlier point about the risk reward model, um, if you don't pick up uh, the, 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 the 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 risk of the manufacturer it's not going to be a 4.0 game you have to be able to share the risk way more because you are ter- connected today um, way better uh, you should be able to uh, you know um, pick up more risks uh, of your of your of your manufacturer or equipment manufacturer and um, the manufacturer will naturally see uh, a sharing um, topology uh, you know, evolving. So you you will create new markets. And the other, I would just say, is uh, to be uh, you know, it's more of a cautionary note, is to it's to try and avoid uh, injecting point solutions and say we are just modernizing, unless you really see a huge, huge, huge uh, value on specific point solutions in your overall landscape. Um, Typically, uh, the cloud uh, terminology uh, I've seen across is being used as though it's it's a a stepping stone into 4.0, which is actually not. Uh, Understanding the connected data and having a convergent architecture to be able to leverage connected data across your end-to-end business process in your your particular portfolio that you are trying to enter into the 4.0 market uh, to create differentiation or leadership. is is going to be very very uh, critical um, so just cloud solutions does not uh, get you 4.0 Those are things I would say uh, to, to keep uh, keep in mind as you get started
1: um, you know what, what I'd add to that read I think is you know the fact that the change to industry 4.0 and then subsequently finance 4.0 you know will be gradual. Uh, manufacturers are already deploying smart assets. They can measure all kinds of units of usage, pounds transported, port, uh, transported per mile, tons of harvest, uh, harvest, harvested crops, um, tons of earth moved, medical procedures, the environmental condition with which the units are operating in, uh, data usage, cloud storage, parts made, consumption of supplies. So. The assets are becoming smarter and the change proposition for financiers will come when OEMs more fully adapt the subscription business model uh, and fulfill customer requirements with an industry 4.0 solution. So they have started that. They've made assets that are smarter, but there still has to be uh, more uh, customer um contracts that are clearly in the 4.0 model. This will change the equipment finance industry. Uh, And once the industry 4.0 technologies become integrated in finance companies operating systems, the portfolios are going to be managed by smart contracts, blockchain processing, and these things will become the norm in the industry as uh, uh, finance 4.0 takes hold
0: you're talking about a lot of changes here. I'm sure that there's a lot of equipment finance companies out there who have always done business in a certain way, and they have no desire to make these changes. What's at risk for those companies?
2: Let me just maybe bundle the words weakness, opportunities, and threats in a SWOT paradigm into something called risk. Okay. Um, for, for manufacturers and captives, it's, it's like a must-do um the the equipment itself the class itself is different they'll have to come up with different um, you know financing options to stay profitable to make it more attractive to their uh, customers um i see independence you know traditional independence um, still uh, as the siemens financial services you know paper calls it as laggards uh, they will Uh, just because it's not a comfortable place for them uh, to to be there and therefore lose out on the opportunities uh, too, which will finally be (laughs) the the kind of financing that uh, 4.0 equipment would need. Um, So uh, that's that's their main risk. The additional risk is... um, that the in the new class of financing model, um, which is towards the 4.0 operational KPIs or business KPIs being formed by these uh, new uh, independent financiers working very closely with manufacturers so that the overall risk uh, play is is combined with the customers real outcomes, the business outcomes. Uh, And and it is obviously they would have established uh, the market at least uh, the, in the initial leadership positions and as uh, you know Siemens financial calls it the laggards will try to then catch up so you know the cost of entry into those new markets just will rise um, the that's the risk uh, primary risk some who may not want to do 4.0 style financing or you know leasing you know whatever you want to call it and just stay uh, uh, 3.0 style and you know, wrap around bundling uh, stories or or just say you know stay at the lower end of the 4.0 uh, kpi models uh, like usage uh, just that that would mean that you will have to up your efficiency game and you are not really trying to play the innovation game um, so you will you know uh, potentially just uh, lose out uh, on that market. That doesn't mean you can't stay profitable and you know, efficiency can go a long way, even if it's an old model of financing. So for, for instance, servitization you a know, bundling, uh, usage, uh, all, all old style uh, <coughs> uh, risk sharing models. In the 4.0 KPI style, you are able to share way, 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 way more modern and Uh, and higher levels of risk with for your customer just staying stuck the accounting magnificence in in in, leasing or you know uh, financing and labor automation or task automation or workflow automation and all of that still just keeps you uh, nicely (laughs) stuck in 3.0 you are not uh, closer to um, customer outcomes or the customer risks and you're not uh, really sharing that uh, more than what you had done earlier. You've just eased out some convenience factors. So you're still still very much for 3, 3.0, and the customer will not see the benefit of connected data and the models that you can offer today um, beyond just accounting uh, magnificence, as I say.
0: So thank you both for being on the podcast today, Manesh and, and John. I appreciated having you.
2: Uh, thanks for the uh, opportunity. It, it was great talking uh, on the topic. And you know, if uh, listeners want to go to campus.mantrapoint.com, you know there is enough uh, material to get started with. So yeah, uh, thank you, uh, John.
1: Yeah, uh, Rita, thank you very much. It was uh, uh, it's a very interesting topic, and uh, we hope it'll uh, you know uh, raise conversation and continue conversation about the future of the industry and. Uh, we certainly appreciate the platform to uh, have the discussion with uh, the industry leaders. So uh, thank you.